0: means it's Friday and time for another episode of Short Story Hunters. And I'm once again here in the Lit Lounge with Johnny. Hi, Johnny.
1: Hi, Bee. How's your week been?
0: It's been an okay week, um, but I thought we'd do a, a, an episode on dating because really, I just really want to be a bit nosy. And tell me about your worst ever date.
1: <laughs> okay, well, as you put it like that, I, I, there is one springs to mind. happened a while ago. I met this girl online, uh, you know, like you do and we corresponded, sent messages back and forwards and thought it might be an idea to meet in London for a drink Uh, so we arranged to meet her in a restaurant in Soho and my goodness, was that a mistake? Why? Well, as soon as I went through the door, the waiter said Yes, uh, sir, your date's over in the corner it's the lady wearing the Viking hat with the horns
0: (laughs) You were dating a Viking, were
1: you? I think I was, and, and, and worse than that, she had an ulterior motive. Oh? Yep. It turned out she wasn't interested in me at all. She was on a recruitment drive for a cult she was a member of.
0: Oh, great. Not one of those doomsday cults, was it?
1: It was, <laughs> it was something like that. It was very, very scary. So uh, what I did was, of course, I ordered all the food. We had a lovely meal, a nice bottle of wine. Then I excused myself, went to the loo, and she never saw me again.
0: I hope she had the bill.
1: Well, I didn't pay it, so uh, there could be a warrant out for me, but if there's not, she must have paid the bill.
0: Well, her followers probably did, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, they probably did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the bad dates I had was um, I went out with this guy just once, and he spent pretty much most of the time ogling other women. I thought, nope, not him.
1: Well, forgive me, but you seem to be talking about every bloke in the world there, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Guys, when will you learn? This is bad form. Don't do that. It doesn't endear us to you. So, talking of bad dates, so let me know what is the best date, or what do you envision as the best date? The perfect, perfect scenario. I mean, well, you know, I mean, you know, whining, dining, whatever.
1: Yes, um, well, this person's phenomenally wealthy. And... Uh, <laughs> Not that I'm a cheapskate, you understand? Predictable, right. Uh, And uh, she's she's got a season ticket to La Gavroche or somewhere like that. And uh, she treats me to a fantastic meal. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Let's do the stories then, shall we? I think we should.
0: And today's stories are all obviously about dating. And some of them go well and some of them don't go so well. And our first story is called My First Love and it's by Rachel Caldicott. And Rachel lives in France, and what do we know about her? She has had various careers in her life. She's been a film editor, she's been a consultant for a Japanese travel agency, an events organiser, and just general dog's body. Um, And now she's trying a career in writing, about a woman who falls very much in love and has a relationship, but things don't quite go right. My First Love by Rachel Caldicott. It sounds like a cliche, but when he walked into the room, my heart skipped the beat. Here he was, a friend of a friend, vegan, fit, funny. We talked non stop into the night, our words overlapped, wove together in and out, binding us tighter. Have you seen this movie? Have you read? What sort of music do you like? What do you think about? And finally, when can I see you again? At first, I was wary. Who wouldn't be? Could he be any better looking, any kinder, any funnier? A better fit for quirky little me? You're like the same person, our friends said. Well, we asked. Fancy a movie? A night in? A curry? A hike? A walk with the dogs? Always in agreement. Me, the badass girl, who'd never been in love. The woman who'd guarded her heart so fiercely, love seemed an impossibility. It took six months, but I lowered the walls, protecting myself and my heart. I love you, he said. I love you too, I replied. I've never felt this way before, we said as one. Is this real? I asked. Believe it, it is real. My love is true. I woke in his arms, in a tent, on a high fell, divinely happy, perfectly at ease. The summer stretched before us. Such fun we would have. Such memories we would make. Tales for our children. Our children. I savoured the thought. I stretched and turned to kiss him. To find his eyes open, already awake, watching me as I slept. We should go. What's wrong? A finger of ice touched my heart. You. You're wrong. But you're too intense. But you're too wild. But you're too angry. Too passionate. But you knew why. You knew me. You understood me. You said you loved me. I lied. I felt sick, dizzy. I reached out, but he turned and started to dress, his mind made up, the mind I once knew so well an enigma to me now. He looked at me with strangers' eyes, somehow telling me I was lacking. I was at fault. I had not met his expectations. I don't love you. I never have, he said. He grabbed my heart and squeezed the life out of it oozed between his fingers until he flung it on the floor and then he ground it on the foot I fled I came home to you where you asked me did he say you were special? did he love bomb you? did he mirror you? did he ever apologise? what kind of person does this? I asked between my tears a narcissist pure poison why didn't you warn me? how could I? will I ever love again? Your will a promise. How?
1: Time cures all. Promise. Promise. And that was my first love by Rachel Caldicott. And of course, talking about dating, there's another infamous part of dating, uh, and that's blind dating. So, have you had any? Because I'm turning inquisitor now. B, have you had any blind date uh, experiences you'd like to share with us? <laughs>
0: But no, I, th- I think blind dates are probably not a bad idea because you, you end up um, without any preconceived ideas going mm. into you know, meeting somebody and you haven't spoken to them yet, so you don't have any hopes and you don't have any expectations. But you go in cold and you just take somebody straight off, um, sort of at face value in a way. Yes. Um, I think it's not a bad idea. I think it probably would be a good idea to have sort of a dating area or a dating lounge or something um, where it's pitch black and dark. And you can't see the people with you, and you just have to, you know, gauge them by their voice and by the way they, by what they say.
1: Yes. So you're what you're suggesting stripping out the shallowness here, aren't you?
0: Well, I thought maybe we should um, switch the light off in the lit lounge. <laughs> then we can't see the Hawaiian shirt over there either. Well,
1: <laughs> well, we might see that. I don't think. I think you could put it in cold cellar, and you'd probably still see that shirt. That glow uh, in the that, dark. What's that magenta? What's he got this week? Magenta, orange A bit of white as well And uh, shocking pink <laughs> Right, let's
0: do the next story then, shall we? Yep,
1: yeah, let's go
0: And our next story is by Eva Ulian. I hope I'm pronouncing this right mm. And it's about Mary and Mike And they are strangers And they see each other on the bus every day Or on the bus stop But they've never actually spoken And today is the day they speak for the first time
1: Faint Heart by Eva Ulian. Mary dashed down the street. Not that she was late for the bus, but she didn't want to lose a second of being in the presence of the stranger with the faint smile and grey eyes who waited day after day at the same stop. That morning, however, he wasn't there. She had got there first. She looked around, biting her lip. Where is he? she thought to herself. It began to drizzle. She fumbled in her bag for an umbrella. May I? A soft voice whispered from behind her as she heard the flick of an umbrella open. She looked round and there he was, the stranger with his open umbrella overshadowing her. She smiled her thank you to him and then remained speechless. It was the first time she had heard his voice. On the bus, they were separated by the crowd. Next morning, she didn't have to dash. She could see him from a distance. He was there already. He smiled good morning to her as she approached. She smiled back and said, I'm Mary. Then, as if overcome by a sudden unaccountable urge, blurted out, there's a great film on at the Eden. Quickly, she put her hand over her mouth as if she had just sworn. I'm Mike, he said, unperturbed, then looked straight ahead. Mary did feel stupid. He probably thought she was trying to get fresh, and that was just an understatement. But then she consoled herself, realising that he was interested. He knew where to find her. He had seen her come out of her front door often enough. And if not... She was going to see the film with her brother Frank anyway. That evening, Mike left the office early to catch the florists before they closed. ''I'd like some roses, please,'' he said to the assistant. ''Special occasion, is it, sir?'' the florist asked. ''Not quite,'' Mike answered shyly. ''I'd like to ask an adorable young lady to the cinema.'' ''I'd suggest pink roses with one or three white ones,'' said the florist. ''Yes,'' he thought, ''that sounded perfect, not too brazen, like red would have been.'' Mike walked along the street in the pouring rain past their bus stop when he suddenly saw Mary come out of the house with Frank. He threw the roses on the wet pavement, shrugged his shoulders and walked away. As Mary and Frank walked along the pavement, she noticed a bunch of flowers and picked them up. What a shame, she said. Some girl would have loved those.
0: And that was Faint Heart by Eva. And apparently this story, um, Eva wrote that when she was in the convent and she was caught writing it. And when the novice mistress caught her, she said that apparently um, maybe Eva wasn't in the right vocation, And that maybe she should um, try to do something else.
1: Uh, I could see what, uh, why she might have thought that. OK, and I think it's time now to make our normal announcements and appeals. Uh, the parish notices, can you uh, fill us in a bit, B?
0: Uh, Yes, send us your love letters. No, don't. Send us your submissions. (laughs) And you can do that. It's 500 words, stories. And you can do that by going to litopia.com forward slash hunters and you'll find a submission um, form to fill out.
1: And also, don't forget to check us out on all the regular podcasting platforms like Apple and Spotify and Podchaser and all the rest. We're there. Uh, And if you do find us, which you will, make sure you give us plenty of likes and stars and help get the stories of our listeners out to a wider public
0: and of course join us on our social media sites we're on twitter and we're also on instagram yes indeed now last story of the
1: day what have we got
0: and this one's called cinderella 2.0 and it's Mm. by david lewis and it's a story about cindy who's been looking for a new man And she's on a dating site and has been going out with a few guys, but it has not been going very well. Mm. And I think this this story is a bit of a reminder that sometimes the right partner might be just under your nose. Well, just before you. Cinderella 2.0 by David Lewis. There's a bang on the door. It's after midnight. Let me in. I've lost my key. I jump into my boxers and run down the stairs to unbolt. Cindy is in a real state. Hair all over the place, lipstick in a mess, tears running down her face. And she's wearing only one of the fancy pink Nikes she bought last week. What the? She pushes past me and flops onto the living room sofa. Oh, why did he have to behave like that? Oh, buttons! You mean the latest banker? What did he do, the bastard? She calls me Buttons because I wear jeans without a zip. I keep dreaming a woman will undo the fastenings one by one. Far more erotic, or so I imagine. He called me a cocktease because I say on OK Cupid I might have sex with him on the third date, but it was only our second date, but, and he said we must count the one we had on Zoom, and, and then he leapt on me like a wolf, and I just got up and ran. Cindy's been on dating sites since her breakup with Jack. She tells me how handsome the men are, how tall, how much they earn, how nice their flats are, even how good they are in bed, if they get that far. I hate hearing all that stuff. But then they dump or ghost her, or she dumps them, which makes me feel better. I sit down next to her, pretending to sympathise. She leans her head on my shoulder and lets me give her a sideways hug. Oh, you're such a good friend, she says. Some people have to kiss lots of frogs and meet many wolves to find a prince. How many have you kissed, she asks. To find your princess, I mean. I tell her I'm waiting for the right person. Then I squeeze her arm, gaze into her eyes and take the plunge. You know, perhaps we shouldn't be looking for royalty. Maybe we should look nearer to home. Maybe the other grass is not always greener, and perhaps I know the right person already. Cindy is silent for a while. Then she kisses me on the forehead and goes to her room. I think I'll never wash my face again. Tomorrow, I'll retrieve Cindy's missing shoe and make her a copy of my key, and next week is Valentine's Day. I'll write her a card. I know you're not supposed to sign, but I'm going to write David above two kisses and a heart and then we'll live happily ever after.
1: And that was Cinderella 2.0 by David Lewis. And it takes us uh, once again towards the uh, finishing tip, B.
0: So I think we need to um, open wine, really, don't we? It's Friday. Yep. Get some food going.
1: Well, of course, we've been having this discussion that, you know, I've been known to drink spritzers because I'm very arty and cool. Yeah,
0: watery wine, isn't it? <laughs>
1: And you're more sort of, you know, you, you poo-poo that, don't you?
0: <laughs> well, I just, you know, either half water or wine, you know, not um, at the same time, really. Well,
1: yes, and I know your favourite drink is actually a cup of hot water, isn't it?
0: Do you know, it's really, really healthy, but maybe if you go on a date, don't necessarily order that because you may look cheap. <laughs> <laughs> i just have yeah. some hot water, please.
1: Yes, well, it's, uh, it's like, uh, you know, when you go out with people to the restaurant and uh, the waiter says, uh, sparkling or still water, and someone goes, tap water for me, please. Oh, God.
0: It's, uh, it's another date you'd have to cut short, wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm talking about cutting things short. What's that I like can hear in the distance? Is that the music?
0: Uh, music. So go on, put some candles on for Mrs. Johnny.
1: Yeah, and same for you, for Mr. B.
0: And we'll see you next week.
1: See you next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.